Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Cronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers, Laura Hamstra as the orc countant Ida and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap, and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano, alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! Having observed the ritual of the tree, you've now been left uh, to freely explore um, the Exile's Moon. It is worth noting that um, uh, Mags did inform the four of you that uh, similar to, though you are kind of in that weird fringe case of being pseudo-exiles, you are still technically guests. Um, you didn't receive the vision. Um, but at the same time, you are all somewhat exiled from where you are in a way that uh, Fallow Ted isn't. Uh, having declared loudly, I am not an exile, I chose this and this is great. Um, so you guys operate in kind of a weird gray area, but you are still technically guests. So just to be aware of that. Um, but other than that, you have free reign of the festival of the market. What would you like to do? Well, I've spotted a bit of trouble that I'm going to go need to sort out. Uh, would anyone care to join me in going to visit an elf who looks like he's definitely doing something shady? Mm, yes, I will aid you in this, Duncan. Well, I want to come along too. Of course, this was an open invitation. So, all right, right. You're both I thought you meant me. like you need one person to help you, and I'm like, I'd like to come. It's amazing. I'm feeling how you... a little bit out of sorts. All right, it's just it's. You've it's stepped into your strange. role as ruler of a nation, but somehow become less confident, which is a bit jarring for the rest of us. I'll tell you. All right. Ita, what are you are you gonna join us or are you gonna go wander around and do math? Well is my assistance needed? Nope. Then I will explore and gather more data. Alright. And Ida just go. like beat like yeah. like pivots and like goes the other way. I think yeah, Duncan will just lead the group towards the elf. Uh, he'll keep an eye on where the other people are going, but I feel like it's Hadrian and the gang are kind of free to do what they're here to do. We don't have no dream, so. Um, as you make your way to the uh, towards the, the stall, kind of like pushing through the, the crowd, um, you notice, uh, sort of looking through through the crowd as they move, uh, that the stall is now empty. Uh, the instruments remain, but uh, the old man is gone. Well, you know what? Duncan likes learning. He's still fine. He'll go check out the scene. Why'd the guy look shady? He can't have cleared out a whole hut worth of evidence. So he didn't. He's just gone. Um, all right. So you arrive at the uh, at the stall, um, and you can see that uh, sure enough, it looks to be a, a luthier's stand. So he has all the tools you would need to kind of uh, help string and carve um, uh, lutes, guitars, oh, mandolins. Okay. Um, I've never heard so, that term before. Interesting. Yeah, it's a good one, and it's rarely applied Luthier. because it's really specific. Cool. Um, so there's all the things you'd expect from kind of a woodworking station. Um, you can see there, there are some old yellowed uh, sheet music uh, pieces around. Um, 
but uh, yeah, the uh, the man seems to be gone. There, there are some confused people standing around, um, you know, clearly looking to like buy stuff, um, who are uh, a little bit vexed. Um, what do you do? Are the prices marked on the stuff? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, Duncan's tempted to just sell this guy's stuff at price and leave the money here for him, but the, does the skills wrong somehow? Uh, Duncan, I think Duncan will go in and just kind of like look around. He just wants to investigate what's there, what may be inside the tent, like what's what the hell happened here. Okay. Uh, can you roll me an investigation, please? And as he's doing this, Gwendolyn, I think, just kind of saddles up behind him and says, All right, "So, Duncan, what what are we looking for? Why, what?" You, why? I have an intense, one could say, danger sense, having spent years on the docks. So I'm aware that whoever was running this place gave me the eyeball three times. There's something here, and now he's disappeared as we return. Sorry, what eyeball is this? I want to know why this guy's a criminal who's got a problem with our existence and fled. That's what I want to know. I will aid you in this investigation. That would be greatly appreciated. Maka casts guidance on Duncan. You got a D4 in your pocket. Excellent. Doesn't matter because it's a nat one. Um, <laughs> it looks like a place that a guy strings guitars. Uh, and as you step into it, um, people are like, hey, hey, don't go in there. What are, what are you doing? Look, you just stepped away for a minute. Don't, don't go poking around at his booth. Um, and they kind of form like a, a polite but firm mob to prevent you from going in. <laughs> this is an impressive place. Duncan will back down. He's not going to fight a crowd over this. Yep. He's like, no, he's, he's impressed to know that there is a sense of justice here because it seemed kind of frontier when he came in. Mm. Uh, uh, Gwendolyn kind of just raises her hands, like as in like a meant no offense kind of gesture, mm. and just says, well, yeah, uh, sorry for like poking around. Um, we just like noticed um, this person uh, earlier and we came to like have a have a little chat and just see what's going on and wondering maybe if you know when he'll be back or where he's gone because we'd really like to find him. Maybe what's his name? Maybe who I, hello, I'm Princess Gwendolyn of Orville. <laughs> Throw me a persuasion check. Sure. I think. I think. It's not really a deception because yeah. you kind of... Laid it on the line. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> they know who I am and they don't care. <laughs> yeah. They um they uh all kind of like look to you and, and uh look look vaguely confused. Um and say uh finally um a uh a dwarf um steps forward and uh just says um it is uh, understandable that you are looking for this man, uh, but he is he is not here. Uh, he he has stepped away from uh, his uh, place of making the stringed instruments, and he has not returned. Uh, I appreciate that you are eager to find him. I appreciate that you are sharing your... Uh, name and rank uh, with us that is appreciated uh, but your authority as a princess of uh, Orwell I believe you said uh, does not extend to uh, this booth I do not oh, think 
Oh, no, sorry. I wasn't saying that, like, I have authority over anyone. I oh, was literally oh. just introducing myself, saying, like, hello, this is who I am, just so oh, I wasn't, like, concealing who I was. I, um, I understand. I, you will have to excuse me. I, uh, I mistook what you were uh, intending here. Uh, are you from the Empire of Numbers? Um, and, you sound uh, a bit like a friend of mine. He uh, smiles and says... Uh, I have indeed spent uh, some time at the uh, the Empire of Numbers. Uh, I have traveled uh, rather uh, far and wide uh, in in, the, in trying only a variety of ways to speak. This was the one that I found uh, most fitting to me. Uh, you must forgive my lack of manners. Uh, and he he bows low um, and uh, takes your hand and like kisses it in a vaguely courtly way. Says, uh, "My name is uh, Remy de Beaumarchais." Uh, I am a uh, traveling nice. uh, musician, uh, a bard, if you will, um, and uh, I am very honored to make your acquaintance, Your Highness. Uh, welcome to the Exile's Moon. I am, uh, I must say, somewhat uh, troubled in my heart to hear that you are an exile yourself, given your uh, station, high station in the world. Uh, no princess should be an exile from her home, no? Right. I mean, I'm a kind of exiled, but like more like... I mean, I suppose I could have stayed, probably wouldn't have been great. I couldn't really stay. No, I kind of fell, didn't I? Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm more of a guest here. Ah, a guest. Well, welcome. Nevertheless, I'm glad to hear that you uh, still have a place you can you can call home. Uh, and it turns to Duncan. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask. May I ask why you were exiled? Or if that's too personal, that's fine. Oh, no, this is, uh, this is a, a fair question. Uh, this may... Uh, seem uh, somewhat trivial to uh, one who has clearly such a uh, complicated and intriguing history that uh, you seem to have. Um, but uh, as you can tell, uh, I like to travel. I like to uh, learn from cultures. That's, uh, I, I like to collect stories, tell, tell stories, sing songs. Uh, this is not uh, valued uh, particularly in uh, Fortress Octoberfist um, where uh, the crafting of uh, weapons is more the uh, the flavor of the day. It is in part why I was so eager to lose uh, my uh, October first uh, accent. Uh, it uh, does not gel with who I consider myself to be. So I went and learned from the Empire of Numbers. Uh, they are surprisingly musical people. If you uh, listen to the uh, the way they speak about uh, mathematics and logic, there is a true beauty to the way they they, they view it. Uh, oh, so you'd love I, my friend Eater. Would I now? And he like cocks an eyebrow rakishly. Yeah, she went somewhere over there. Cousin Princess, I am afraid I must take your leave. A chance to <laughs> meet an orc of the Empire of Numbers. Hmm. Remy could not pass that up. <laughs> so um, like the, sounds so much like the guy from The Simpsons who teaches Marge to bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit like breakfast it's a little bit like lunch but it's somewhere in the middle and it comes with a slice of cantaloupe on the side that's exactly what uh, I'm picturing yeah uh, that's honestly a pretty good pretty good parallel for this guy like he he is a bard but you get the sense that he's definitely like he skates by on just being an oddity like he's yeah, I mean, we can just fully say he's got like the purple turtleneck thing going and he's, he's got uh, things. So uh, clearly not being able to purchase a loot as he'd hoped to. He, uh, he he nods to you and, and takes his leave. The rest of the crowd is still there. He was just the one who <laughs> saw fit to speak for all of them. 
I think Duncan would just walk Maka a few feet, like far enough away that it diffuses the crowd situation. Just be like, do you have any way for us to search this place effectively for a man if I can give you his description? On another day, yes, but that but power is day. not available to me Damn. currently in this place at this time. There are hmm, alternatives. Perhaps, I'm interested. What have you got? Perhaps if we stuck to the shadows, became one with them, passed without trace, you could conduct your investigation unimpeded by the prying eyes of customers. Hmm? This is a powerful idea. Yes, this could be wise. Hmm. That is something I can do. Shall we all do it then? Yeah, perfect. I was wondering if you were going to join <laughs> us. <laughs> um, my question, I guess, for you, Gwendolyn, is... Uh, Looking around now and having just met Remy de Beaumarchais, um, you can see, again, there is a wide variety of people here. Uh, it's super yeah. weird to meet a dwarf bard, first of all, second, who seemingly has like picked up the accent and mannerisms of the Empire of Numbers, but has then flipped it into like a suave roguish type thing rather than math like it's just there's, there's some weird <laughs> shit going on here yeah um but looking around you can see orcs you can see gnomes goblins um the occasional troll um you think you, you like there there's all manner of of uh people here would you want to continue the investigation for the old man or would you want to kind of like go get a sense of of the world i mean it depends with maka's kind of like ah. <laughs> Gwendolyn may, may realize that she's a little bit of like a fifth wheel or a third wheel, as it may be here. She's just like, uh, all right, so it seems that it's all in hand here with you two. Um, I guess I'll just, I'll just, and she's kind of just slowly like backs away. Like, yeah, go be a princess. It'll be good for you. Okay. All right. Actually, go be a queen. Do I introduce myself now as as Queen of Orvel? Do you think your father is currently the king while he sits in the room shitting himself and refusing to come out? N no. Do you is think it? your brother is the king? I mean, he says he is, but I mean, fuck that fucker. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm the queen. Um, as you say that, uh, you just hear uh, a small voice uh, kind of like, cutting through the crowd being like, are we swearing? Um, and uh, Squire Nibs arrives, um, having just heard the, the tail end of that. Uh, and he says, well, if, if we're trying to impress some fuckers, um, it, your highness, I, I would be honored to, to squire for you. I can perhaps announce you and, and you know, uh, make, make you seem more, more the queen that you are so that people don't just think you're a suit of armor. All right. So, I mean, you're welcome to come with, that being said, I wouldn't swear right off the bat until we get like a feel, like a sense of the people. I'm was more that was more just for the benefit of like Marker and Duncan. Um, Meanwhile, she's 15 feet away from us, and the whole street could hear this. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> also, um, like I don't really need anyone. I, 
Now, see, I'm a little bit torn because, yeah, I'm the queen, but I also like I'm doing this like whole alliance of equals thing, and so Duncan's I don't want to reach out like... and put a hand on Maka's shoulder while she's doing this monologue and it's just like... back them <laughs> around the corner so yeah, they can like... go do their thing. Yeah, so it's like, a, you're just like, so I don't really want to say this, anyways. Fades <laughs> <laughs> <No>. out. <laughs> Great. We'll cut back to that in a minute. Uh, Maka and Duncan, <laughs> what's the plan? Mock is going to magic us into shadows, and we're going to try to sneak in to investigate that tent. Okay. Yeah. Mock uh, looks to you and, and just says, like, it's the time now. There's no time like the present. Hmm. It is done. And you realize that we're already, like, semi-ethereal. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Immediately, um, uh, a goblin... Um, who is wearing, uh, she seems to be wearing like a, uh, an overly large military coat, um, that you get the sense she, like, she doesn't look like a general or anything, just like someone who bought, like, <laughs> bought a military. Surplus. Yeah. 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 Um, pokes her head around. She says, Hey, uh, are you, uh, are you like a haunted tent ghosts or? If you are, you have to tell us. You have to tell us if you're haunted, Tent. And you hear some muttering. She's like, shut up, I'm asking. Tent, are you haunted? Maka opens his mouth to speak. Duncan's going to let this play out. You're ethereal, so you can't see it, Duncan. Uh, I don't think. Is that how Move the Shadows works, Tyler? Uh, No, it's just mechanically is just a plus bonus to stealth checks. Oh, okay. Then yes. Then Duncan, you can see it because you yeah. guys haven't really moved. You're just somewhat ethereal. Um, yeah. So you're just going to let it play out? Wait. So this goblin, I just want to be clear. Is the goblin magical or is this just like a goblin off the street? The goblin heard you go, ah, and is one of the people who is waiting out in front. So ah. she is now worried that the tent is haunted, which admittedly does kind of seem like something that could happen here <laughs> and probably does. So she is uh, investigating. Um, do you guys both roll me stealth checks? I guess this. we need to know whether or not she sees you because that will drastically change. Tyler, what's the bonus to stealth for this? Plus 10. I rolled a nat 20, so that's 30 stealth for her, for Maka. Maka never existed. He's been a Tyler Durden uh, thing yeah. inside Duncan's head the whole time. I also rolled a 30, but oh, not by a shit. nat 20. I rolled a 6 for the goblin. So she does not see you. She just yells yells about ghost tents. Uh, Maka, do you respond? Yeah, Maka's going to respond. Maka will say... Um, um, I am not certain if this tent is haunted or not. I will keep that in mind, in consideration, as we investigate the inside. Um, and she turns back, she just kind of nods, says, okay, okay, okay. Turns back and says, it's haunted, everybody, it's haunted, so keep, keep, keep a few feet away. It's very polite, though, but very haunted. And there's some muttering and like the you can hear the exchange of coin and uh, like and I told you so, um, and uh, yeah, uh, and uh, you you have access to the tent, um, Gwendolyn. Um, earlier you couldn't get a sense of who was here because you were being carried through a crowd. Now you are actively kind of wandering around. Um, 
I guess the big question is, uh, you actually can choose whether or not to take uh, Nibs with you. He will honestly won't be offended either way. He's kind of like, yeah. um, uh, well, it, it seems as though maybe there are some other concerns here that I, I was unaware of. I, I'm sorry, or- Orville has such specific rules. I kind of thought that you needed that. Although maybe Nerman should be the one to announce people. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Do you do you want some help? It's totally cool. If not, there's lots of stuff I can go do. Um, and then he leans in kind of conspiratorially and he's like, I'm trying to figure out what oath to take. So I have to, you know, think pretty hard on what kind of Dawnbreaker I want to be because I don't want to disappoint Duncan or Hadrian or you. Look, to be clear, like, I mean, your destiny is your destiny. Like, you got to figure this out for yourself. Um, So you can come with me if you want to or if you, like, want to go have, like, your own adventure and, like, learn from a bunch of people here or, like, just have time to think, feel free to go. You are free to do as you choose in this moment. Just... Easy on the swearing. Not everyone's cool with it. Uh, oh, that's that's very good to know. I think I, I got kind of mixed messages earlier. Um, okay. Uh, well, in, in that case, and he kind of like grins. He's like, I, I think, I think I want to go see the juggler uh, to figure out my oath. <laughs> but but also, I, I kind of want to see how he juggles. To be clear, sometimes it's good to like just let your mind relax, and then like the answers come like more easily. I've never found that to be the case. I have to do a whole lot of thinking, but some people say that's how it works. Wow. Uh, I've got a pretty busy mind, but that's a good point. I'll, I'll, I'll try that. And you know what? I tell you what, if I figure it out, uh, I'll tell you what I did. And then maybe you can do it too. Um, your highness. And then he kind of like curtsies and runs away. Sounds uh, well. Well, you can take uh, one point of inspiration for legitimately being a very good ruler just now. <laughs> Yay! It's such good advice <laughs> on all counts. You ta- taught him like healthy mental behavior. You gave him free license to do what he wants. And also he's not going to fuck up your plans, which is admittedly which is probably key. what would have happened. Um, great. So um, how would you like to go about determining who is here and or is there something in particular you would like to like meet or find out about? Um, so I think Gwendolyn would want to look for the like most downtrodden group of people she can find. Cause I think learning from doc Malvern, it's like, Oh, we actually have to look up for like the least advantaged people. So mm. she's going to be like, is there anyone who seems to be struggling? Obviously this is group of exiles. Probably everyone has a story, uh, but <laughs> she's looking for the garbage pale kids of this area. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, basically. Uh, all right. Uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation, please. Sure. Investigation uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Um, so amidst all of the uh, the tents and things that have been set up, um, there's actually a pretty large one. If we're talking in like sort of a standard uh, carnival fairway, you know, there's always those like slightly overly large tents. And I know particularly when it's like food tents, I'm like, oh, look at all these cool food tents. Oh, these people really think everyone's going to want roasted corn today. And I mean, I do want some, but. Do you need a tent of this size? Like it's an overly large tent. And as a result, it's kind of like stuffed in a corner. Um, but you can hear the the um the tinging of um blacksmith's tools um and uh kind of a general uh joviality. Uh but the tent has next to no one near it. Uh unlike everything else, it seems to just kind of be a thing on its own. Um so uh, you begin to make your way over there, and uh, as you approach, um, uh, you can see that, uh, uh, sure enough, um, it's kind of a leathery, um, 
like a leathery tent. Uh, off to the side, there's uh, an anvil. Um, there is a uh, a small um, uh, sort of heated um, uh, kilns, brother. Like it's, it's sort of like almost a portable forge, forge but it's like mm-hmm. small uh, and clear. Like it's like a portable barbecue. It's not really. You can gotcha. tell even from here, it kind of does what a barbecue does, but badly and smaller. Yeah. Um, so it's a portable forge, but not not great. Um, and uh, inside, uh, you can see a bunch of dwarves uh, who um, all uh, look like they were at one point, like all their clothes were very fine, were very nice, mm. um, expensive, uh, but now they're all pretty rough. It's clear that they've been kind of living in these, these sets of clothes. Um, Given that they are uh, one of the many uh, fortresses of, of this world, they, you know, a uh, lot of collared shirts, a uh, lot of like little black dresses, that sort of thing. But again, all of which are, are clearly a little, a little bit lived in. Cool. Um, and you can see that they're kind of actually snarking at each other. Like it's not a pleasant, mm. it, it's a dysfunctional work floor, if that makes right. sense. There's not a lot of, uh, of of flow here. There's a lot of like clanging of things dropping and people yelling at each other. And then the occasional yell of order up. And then someone will kind of walk forward, pick up whatever they bought and kind of walk away. Looking at it with the, 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 the kind of disappointment you get from uh, buying something from wish.com. Like just it's, it's technically what was ordered, but just kind of bad. Um, so there's a lot of people kind of walking away, looking into their hands with kind of like a, what do I even do with this now that I have yeah. it? And given the wide berth around this place, it looks like the saddest spot. Okay. Um, Gwendolyn will throw on her skulking cloak. Mm-hmm. Just so, I mean, her armor isn't looking great at this point, but she doesn't want to show off like, it's still awesome armor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So she'll just still throw around her, her cloak. Um, adopt a stoop, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, like you really want the beast to let you in for the night. And if you don't, you're going to turn him into the beast kind of situation. Yep. Yeah. That kind All of right. thing. Mm. If, it, um, if she clanked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think... Uh, I, She'll, she'll kind of, um, I don't know, like knock on like a post <laughs> that's like holding the tent up. Sure. Like, hello. Hi. Hello. Um, so you see, like uh, she, she's lost. She doesn't know what to do. Fully understand. Um, so on the post you knock at, there's um, a, a cast iron um, logo that seems to be um, a little bit like the uh, the Fantasy Flight logo, if you know that from uh, board games. Basically, two Fs that are one that's flipped upside down, so that the the points mm. are touching. Um, almost creates like a, a circle that looks very old and kind of out of place, and clearly kind of hung there. And um, a dwarf uh, who clearly isn't working the forge, but is kind of their front of house person. Um, she kind of comes out gruffly and just like horks, just a huge mouthful of snot. Um, just kind of off to, to the, almost, almost at your foot, but like just a little bit off center. And, uh, she kind of comes out and says, Hey, yeah. What, what do you, what do you need? Um, well, I mean, I don't, I don't need much really. Um, I was more just like wondering if I could like hang out for a bit. 
and like get to know you all. Um, uh, she kind of puts up a hand. She's like, "Look, I'm going to stop you right there. I, I know, I know the reputation that a lot of the fortresses have of being fun party zones, but you know the uh, we don't we don't really do that here." Oh it's no! Not a to be fun place. We, to be clear, I've been to Sprungbreck and like Marty oh, Grout and oh, that. Oh. I, and honestly, like Those it wasn't really assholes. for me. It was a little bit confusing. Um, yeah, was it confusing because they suck? Mostly, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Also, I was disembodied for a lot of it, so it was also confusing. Well, I mean, that, that does portion. sound like a festival weekend, you know, you so, get a little, I mean, bit, uh, little bit disassociated, a little bit disembodied, you know. All right. Well, hey, let, let me ask you this. Um, what what would have made for a better uh, fortress experience for you? Like, what would have been like a cool version of a fortress experience? Um, I mean. Gwendolyn, roll me an insight check before you answer. Sure. Uh, insight 11. Carry on. Um, I mean, <clears throat> realistically, like, and now this maybe this is a bit selfish, and other people might not want this experience, but like having like a couple of people who were perhaps sober um, would have been nice, um, just to you know be able to do the things we wanted to do and like get you know have some conversations that. Didn't, didn't involve beads being thrown and um okay the dwarf uh narrows her eyes a bit she's like okay but like when you say you needed sober people to do the things you wanted to do what what, what do you mean by that what things did you want to do um really just like chat get to know people better it's really hard to like Get to know people. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't look. It was a really hard time, and I didn't really know what I was doing. And um, I, I, I. <laughs> she's just like literally just like stammering because <laughs> she's just like. This lady doesn't. She, yeah, she's not she's, saying the right things. No, she has no idea what direction no, to go in. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, this lady just kind of like looks at you. She's clearly kind of uh, just not not into this. Um, and given that you're not buying anything, um, and that you, she was hopeful, but um, you can tell that she's she's kind of cool on you. So she says, uh, "Yeah." So like I said, I, I got to get we got to get back to work. You know, this, this is a, a good chance for us to, to ply our wares uh, and. You know, um, uh, would uh, I don't mean any disrespect, but could I, uh, could I perhaps compensate you for your time to learn more about you? She like stops mid-step, like sort of looks back over her shoulder and says, "What kind of compensation are we talking here?" Um, I've got this skulking cloak. Um, and she's just like. <laughs> Cloak for skulking? Come on. What are we going to do with that? Um, Look, skulk? lady, if you don't have coin or connections, I don't give a shit. Well, all right? how about 10 gold? <laughs> 10 gold. I mean... 20 gold? 
You got 20 gold? I have 20 gold. She like turns around and says, oh, uh, okay, look, uh, that's that's enough to buy you some of my time, I guess. Um, so do you just want to make friends or something? Sober friends that you can talk with? I, I mean, really, I just, I mean, I'd really talk with anyone at this point. Like, okay, I well, kind of just want to know, like, how you got here. Um, I'm really interested in your story, yours and those of your compatriots. Um, I'm... All right, here's the thing. I'm, like, trying to, like, find out how, like, the people of Gren can, like, work better together to serve, like, everyone and make sure that, like, everyone is, like, in a better position uh, in terms of, like, success and, like, enjoyment in life. Um, And in order to do that, I'm... I'm looking to like learn more about the people of the world and to see what people's needs are so that we can try to like meet those needs. And I mean, it's really just a start, but I, I think I think it's a noble cause. Um, I, I think I think everyone deserves to be happy. and um, I, I mean, I think if everyone can work together, we can achieve great things, but first, we just I need more information. Yeah, okay, licensing. La- sorry? Licensing. You want you want things to get better for everyone? You gotta take out the, the Fortress Licensing Bureau. We can kill them the- or just break them up. I don't care. But Fortress what? Licensing's gotta go. I'm sorry, what's Oh, so like only am I to understand that like only certain places are able to be granted the status of fortress? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And you know what? If they don't like what you're doing, they take it away. It doesn't matter how misled you were. It doesn't matter how great everything sounded like it was going to be. You know, if you don't have the license, then you have to set up a tent at fucking Exiles Moon and and try and sell stuff using inferior things. I mean, it could have been we could have been the best fortress, and then. Here we are. So yeah, get rid of licensing. That's what I'd suggest. How do you know how licensing came about? I mean, do you know why it came about? Well, yeah, a bunch of assholes decided they could say who couldn't couldn't have a fortress. You know, they want to imply that everyone should should have you know some sense of uh, I don't know uh, uh, certainty about the quality of the product they were getting. They they had no vision. They didn't understand that things could be better and cooler than what people already had. You know, so when when a new fortress idea comes along, that's going to change everything and be cool for everyone. They just can't see it. You know, if it doesn't go exactly right the first time, they just pull your license. And that's not cool. Because we could have done so good. May I ask what your vision was? And like she looks down and like a, a longing Uh, like a a deep longing appears in her eyes. And then she just looks up and she's like, would have been a fortress only for the hottest, youngest, richest people. Can you imagine just all hanging out together in a fortress would have been amazing. No uggos, no pores, just the cool, rich, hot people, you know, and we could have ridden around and it would have been amazing. You know, 
And yeah, sure. Should we have planned better? Yes. You know, we needed we needed places for them to sleep, and we didn't we didn't make those. That was our fault. Should we have had better food? Yes, we get that. I understand that now. It's the but fire I tell fortress. you, Fortress Fierro Fast Valley would have been the best fucking fortress. But instead, we were bamboozled, and now here we are. Um, you were bamboozled. Yeah by the licensing bureau and all those assholes who wanted the things we promised them. May I ask what would have happened if you'd been able to be licensed? How things would have improved? They just would have, okay? They just all right. So I've got that. Fortress Licensing Bureau has to go. Is there anything else? I mean, I mean, Do you day know any day. rich people? <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the ghost town. Oh, dear. Uh, I was going to say, Gwendolyn's note read, double funding of Fortress License Bureau. <laughs> um, I have has to go, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably cross out that question mark. Yeah. Um, so uh, leaving um, Gwendolyn to her circular conversation with Jayla Rule, <laughs> of uh, Fortress Fierro Festivale. Um, we cut back to the uh, the haunted tent, uh, haunted now uh, by Duncan and Maka. Uh, can you guys both roll me stealth checks, please? So 15 for Maka. 29 for Duncan. So you guys are able to... Um, to investigate the tent uh, as thoroughly as you'd like. Um, again, the crowd outside is, they're not like actively staring inside, trying to see if anyone's poking around. They were just being polite to someone who left for a minute and were just kind of minding the stall. Um, how would you like to investigate this place? I think, Marco, we both got our strengths that I think we can use here. I understand people, but I don't understand paperwork or intellectual brilliance. You are very smart and clever, but don't understand people. I feel like if we both carry out an investigation in our own way, maybe we can put together the end results and understand the situation and the person. Hmm. I will attempt to assist you in this, although I am admittedly not well-versed in paperwork. You're better than me. Let's do this. Uh, so I, Duncan will be trying to figure out uh, the the man. He's aware that like he could look at ledgers or read books or try to look at any of that shit forever and never find an answer. So he's going to be looking more at like big picture. What feels out of place? Like, is there something about this guy? Because he's he knows like where fences have hidden shit. Like he does have a bunch of weird skills from that, but. I, I would pitch it as a, like, trusting his gut, reading the person, perhaps an insight kind of way. All right. So a nature check for Duncan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I, yeah. I'd be happy to take that. Um, if you're just trying to kind of like Sherlock it. Yeah. Um, and he's, uh, yeah, he's a cop in the sense of like a beat cop and a bodyguard, not in the sense of like an actual detective. That's yeah, not yeah, his 100%. skill set. Yeah. No, no, no. That makes perfect sense to me. And uh, Maka, what would you like to roll? If there's a desk... Maka would like to go and check the desk for basically what he found in Sprongbrek, just a conveniently collect, collected like treasure trove of uh, 
like, incriminating documents. Incriminating documents. Yeah, you're yeah. looking for the Resident Evil scientist diary that's like, yeah, basically. so Umbrella, uh, we built a lab. Uh, I got bit. What's that? Oh, itchy tasty. Yeah, yeah. okay, good. Go look for your itchy tasty document. And um, so uh, in that case, Maka, you can roll just, I think, a straight up investigation would be fine. Okay. Uh, Ryan, you look so happy on camera here. It's a nat one. It's another nat one. It's another nat one. I'm bad at investigating. He's not a detective. He's not a detective. I hate it. He's not a detective. Do you have any? Uh, you don't have any more. Nope. Nope. Fuck me. Nope. Not, no. a, not in the least. I used it all up to spot the guy I can't find. I can, I can assist you, but uh, it all comes at the cost of concentration. So we, we only get one spell up at a time. No, we're good. <laughs> We've committed to yeah. being invisible. Yeah. I rolled a 15 as my 15? total for investigation. All right. um, so you start to search the desk. It's mostly orders for for things and, and kind of guides. Um, the desk is is very much a work, a work table um, where, you know, he does his luthien. Um, so it's not... Um, it's not quite the you know evil conspiracy desk um, that you perhaps hoped it would be. Uh, you actually find yourself uh, kind of respecting this guy as you work because if you kept notes, this is, these are the kinds of notes you would keep, where it's just mm. things on like um, you know which type of wood is best for which kind of instrument, where it grows, um, appropriate treatments, um, you know what kind of strings to use, whether it's gut or whether it's it's metal. Uh, obviously, metal woven strings would be very difficult and expensive here, but he, he has methods for that. Um, you find all of his tools are very well cared for, if very old. Uh, and generally speaking, uh, yeah, nothing nothing incriminating, just old things. Um, and um, Duncan, uh, with your one, um, yeah, this just really does seem like exactly what it is and that's infuriating to you because it's got to be something else and it clearly isn't which is super annoying tell me duncan what exactly what crime is this man guilty of i don't know yet that's why we need to find him guilty of being a dick i don't fucking know we gotta find him so i can talk to him that's why we're looking around hmm Everything here seems to be the work of a merchant. <laughs> yeah, but I know that's a lie. I'm telling you, there's something about this guy. Maybe this might not even be his tent. Maybe he killed the owner and he took it. Something smells wrong about this guy, and I saw it with my eyes. So I'm thinking, let's make ghost a verb. Let's go through the crowds and see if we can spot him before he spots us. I just want to talk to him. That's all. Duncan, can you make an intelligence save at disadvantage? I mean, the short answer is no, but I'll roll it. <laughs> yeah, that's a two. It's bad. Cool. Um, so with this plan in, in mind, uh, the two of you uh, go to slip out of the tent. Um, Maka, you leading the way, being somewhat larger. Um, and uh, Duncan, as you you go to pass through, um, almost in, in unison, and it, it, it's almost too faint to hear uh, as you start to, to move out the, the flap. Um, all the instruments in the tent begin to play and you begin to hear a, a sort of a, a, a tinkling uh, tune that calls to you like a, a half forgotten lullaby, uh, something that really has no place in your memory and yet seems incredibly um, right and incredibly uh, important to you. Uh, and you kind of stop in place 
as uh, as this happens. Um, the fold of the tent falling uh, in front of you. And uh, as, as you listen, um, you notice that the tent seems to be moving a bit. Uh, and you realize it's because you're sinking. And before you can make head or tail of it, uh, you've sunken down into the ground. Uh, and as your eyes uh, begin to kind of fade to darkness, all you can hear is uh, the tinkling of the song and a wizened voice say, Well, I suppose we're doing this. And in the darkness, you see the symbol of the Order of Champions. This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's artwork was created by the brilliant Del Borovic. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.